Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. You know, I just noticed, because you kind of you kind of stumbled on podcast there. You're like, podcast? Remember back in the day before we would go live? You would, you would I would say, 35% of the time have to do a second take. Now, now that you're alive... You never, you never think twice. You're like, sorry, I messed it up. I said podcast really weird. I got to do this again. That's a complete exaggeration. 35%. I'd say one out of every hundred. A hundred? How dare one you? One out of every 50. No way. Way more than that. That's very disgusting and just misleading. Okay. <laughs> it's disgusting that you would make up such a false accusation, Joe Prano. How are you, Andy? I'm good, and I was commenting before the show, this might be a Dirty Sports first where I have more facial hair than you. Yeah, it might It might be. At least at least usually if you have something going, I usually have the mustache. Yeah, I took, I took off the mustache yesterday. It was just time. I, I've now started, I'm now at the point in my life where I start like looking ahead to, to things that might be coming up. Usually I just be like, I'm going to have a mustache, and they're like, you're going to your... Nephew's baptism. You're going to have a handlebar mustache. I'll be like, that's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to be in Tahoe for shows December 12th through 16th. Come through. Harvey's. The Improv at Harvey's. And uh, they're already getting snow up there. So I'm planning on going snowboarding. And I was like, oh, I got to get the beard going again. Because just a little beard cover when you're when you're snowboarding is very helpful. As opposed oh. to having that wind on your so bare that's face. what it's all about. You're, you're planning ahead. Yeah. Dude, I'm kind of jealous of you. I'm not going to lie. Now that I've done the whole beard thing for the first time in a while, because obviously I have some patches that are empty, and also just the thickness. It's it's no Joe Prano. Yeah. It's like, a blessing like, and a curse. I was gonna, Yeah, I can see that. It's a blessing and a curse. I Sometimes like I'll, I'll see movies... Or like see somebody out who has like a wispy beard, like or a thinner beard. I'm like, ah, oh, that'd be cool too. Be cool to just have that, like, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio in uh, Gangs of New York look. You know. So I'm about 30 days in. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> that's that's cute. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I was thinking today, where is Prano 30 days in on a beard? Well, I'm two days in. So. Dear God, 30 days in. You are, I mean, you probably would have trimmed it at that point. Yeah, usually probably at least, eh, maybe not necessarily at a month, but yeah, usually I would say. But sometimes, depends what I'm going for. Well, I'm seeing Trippy on Friday. Should I get lines in the beard? No, I think that would be ridiculous. <laughs> you should definitely have him clean it up, though. He, he needs to. Straighten up that top part. Yeah, you know? no, he's cleaning everything up. I got some comments tonight about getting lines in the beard from Dirtballs on Twitter. I still think... No, I know. I still think take the hair down a little bit. Get that get that nice beard where the beard's longer than the sideburn. I like that look. I think it's a good look. I have a weird misshapen head, so I can't be rocking the crew cut with beard look as much as I'd like to. No, I'm gonna the, the top's gonna grow out again. I'm gonna keep the shot the sides short. 
But you look like a college kid. Like my, this is like baby's first beard. <laughs> What's well, not the first time? Remember, I lost that bet. The Bryce no, Harper I know, bet. but I'm saying because you have the short hair too. Oh yeah, you're like I'm just gonna. It's weird. People lately have been telling me I look younger with the facial hair and the short hair. Yeah, which doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, you do. I don't know why. Shout out to YouTube. YouTube comments I see are on fire. Great. And I want to give a shout out. I mean, obviously, you got to give respect to the mayor. The mayor is currently watching 38,000 feet in the air from a plane. Wow. Isn't technology wonderful that someone can watch our show while they're 38,000 feet it's, in the it's air? It's amazing that the Wi-Fi is good enough on up playing that it won't. Get janky. (laughs) (laughs) Do you ever still get mind blown when you fly somewhere and land? And land? Like, I do. No, the fact that. That's funny. I know people who are like this. No, no, no. The fact that I'm like, I was just in Los Angeles. Yeah. Now I'm back in Ohio and it's snowing. That was just four hours ago. This is incredible. I remember when I drove cross country, uh, the first time I drove cross country, uh, the girl that. Me, my friend and Pete and I drove with my friend Abby was always like every like trip we went on like it would be like oh we'd get in the car in Omaha and we'd drive to like Denver and it would take like 10 hours or whatever and she was like oh my god do you realize that like had we flown that would have been like 45 minutes I'm like are you just starting to figure out air travel like right now <laughs> like are you just are you just processing that Planes go really fucking fast. But isn't that like jet propulsion? But isn't that mind blowing? Isn't it mind blowing? No, like it's amazing. You you start in this city. You're just on a plane for a few hours. Completely different city. Yeah, jet propulsion, wild, dude. It's nuts. (laughs) And you're going at such a speed, and you don't even feel it. You're watching a movie on Netflix. Watching us on YouTube. Yeah. Bro, I'm all about that. <laughs> I think it's amazing. All about what? All about air travel? Dude, it's so cool. It's so much better than walking. I used to love- I mean, when you walk somewhere and then you take a car, that's like a huge- But when you fly, bro- When I was doing a semester abroad, it would blow my mind. Because those aren't even long flights. Yeah. You'd be like, whoa, I was in Madrid. I was on an hour flight. Now they're speaking a completely different language? Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, man. I love flying. <laughs> I actually don't like flying because I get anxiety, but I love the whole traveling and going from place. It's it's time travel. Guys, let's just admit it. We are time travelers every day. It's pretty cool. Well, what's time, man? That's what I'm saying, man. <laughs> That's what happens. You got me into this world now, this cannabis world. and this Time is what travel. Happens. Like, really, though, like... People off you. You hear people say that too a lot. Like, oh, I went from Australia to like whatever, and then I'm like, I, I skipped a day. I time travel. It's like, well, you didn't really like time travel. You have to, you have to have significant differences in technology, or else, like, what are you really traveling through, right? Like, three days from now in Australia is no different than like here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like it, short time travel is not even really time travel. Basically, just fell asleep for a couple days. It's pretty cool, though, man. Yeah, I'll tell you what's time travel: mushrooms. Mushrooms is time travel. Mushrooms. You do mushrooms. You live like your your mind processes things at light speed. By the end of a mushroom trip, you've thought about and processed and had emotions and 
thoughts that it would otherwise take you years to have, yeah. if not decades. And then, boom, you get to go back to today and live your life as if live your life as if you've gone ten years into the future. I've only done shrooms twice. Yeah. Whereas, like, more like you were just like partying. But they were no, they were both great experiences. One, I was in Amsterdam. I know, yeah. cliche. And then the other one, I was in Vegas. I don't even want to call it a house party. It was like a mushroom party. Ten people. But I was out of my mind. It was a great experience. I, I, I laugh a lot when I'm just sober. Did you get me on shrooms? I will laugh for hours. I'll give advice to some of the kids out there. Um, a lot of people are always like, I can't do mushrooms because I freak out or whatever. And then a lot of people will be like, yeah, let's all do mushrooms, and then like you can watch me, and I can watch you. Take some mushrooms by yourself, and just go for a walk for uh, yeah, a couple hours. That's cool. I think that's a good advice. You have no one else, like being a part of the process of what you're thinking, what you're seeing, what you're doing, where you're going. You can you can make a lot of you can make a lot of uh, you can time travel. That's what I'm saying. So, did you see the news? Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast, where we tell kids to do mushrooms. Did you see the news by themselves <laughs> about the mushrooms? We, we have to, right? Like they're. I know this was on Twitter, but these articles are all old. They're going to treat mushrooms for depression. The FDA is going to well, approve yeah, it. Of course, they should. What's that ingredient? Psycho. This will be a fun Ruther one. What's that? How's that pronounced? Come on, go for it, Ruther. Silocobin? No. Silocobin? <laughs> Silocobin? It's too hard. How's it pronounced? I think it's silabin. Silabin? See, that's tough. Silabin? I have no idea. So you I knew at one point. It's not cyclobin, that's for sure. Yeah, that was a terrible pronunciation. Okay, let's talk a little sports. That's what we're here to do. We are the Dirty Sports Podcast. Yeah. And we tend to talk sports from time to time. Yeah, let's do it. We got a we got a great little setup tonight. We got the Magic Blazers game on. Yeah, on a NBA lot of people, TV. a lot of people in the the Rose Garden, a lot of Rip City people probably on mushrooms right now. Yeah, and we got like, look at Nick Stauskas. His head is like a balloon. I love the setup, man. We got we got the good a good college game above it. Oh, look at that. See? Yeah, we got everything taken care of. The the upper TV is like the TV at. Uh, at Jerry World, like I didn't even really look up. Everybody's like, "You're just gonna pay attention to that." Remember when we were there? We didn't. We just looked up after. I did not even. I was not distracted at all by the TV. Yeah, because we were there to watch the game. Yeah, I'd like to go back to Jerry World. It was awesome. Our seats were as high up as you could get. I mean, they weren't hot. They weren't like the top of the top deck, but we were in the top deck. They were at the fifty, which was nice. Yeah, but those were great but you know what you just brought up a point that I will always want to tell people when it comes to football I don't think people realize that at football it didn't matter that we were high up we were at the 50 yeah people think clo- when you get too close it's actually not a good deal yeah you'd rather be 40 rows up than 10 rows up oh uh, yeah for sure I mean look at where the luxury boxes are but that's everything you need to know look where the owner sits the owner sits in the middle of the stadium height and width. Like, when we went to that Notre Dame-Navy game, yeah. we were too close. Yeah, I agree. And being on the ends is, uh, isn't is good either. Yeah. It's like it's like okay, but you want to be higher up, especially for football. A dirtball just asked me where you should sit at. Uh, he, he was like, 
sent me a seat map from one of the basketball arenas. He was like, where should I sit? And I'm like, midway up, like 30 rows up in the middle center court yeah. is better than any seat in the house except for courtside. If yeah. you're not if you're not row one through four, be row forty exactly. in the middle, and watch everything. Don't be behind a stanchion. Don't be in. A, I'd rather be forty rows up in the middle than eighth row behind the stanchion. But the common person doesn't realize that, right? They just think closer equals better seat, and you know the ticket apps take advantage in baseball, of baseball. Baseball closer is better. Okay, baseball. I mean. It, sitting sitting like Loge, sitting like second deck behind the plate is pretty great too if you want to see the whole game. But like in baseball, it's not moving fast enough. You can just if if you're sitting close, you can just like pick what you want to yeah. look at. I mean, it helps for pitches, balls, and strikes. But still, well, I think I'll, I think closer is better. The best app that's gonna show you where you sit and yeah. you want to sit in all these different spots. SeatGeek. I told you, Andy. I just used SeatGeek the other day. Love it. You're using SeatGeek to see. Tom York of Radiohead in Vegas. That's right. Two nights at the Hard Rock, a little Tom York. It's going to be fantastic. Get your tickets on SeatGeek. Come join me. Yeah. Vegas! I got to hop on SeatGeek to get my tickets for Rams-Eagles. I'm going to go. It'll be their next home game in a couple weeks. Guys, if you haven't used SeatGeek, I don't know what you're doing with your life. So Joe and I here are going to fix your life and tell you to download the SeatGeek app. SeatGeek app. Do that right away because, best of all, you get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Okay. I didn't talk about this last episode because we had so much going on, but the Western Conference in the NBA is pretty nuts right now. Yeah. There was a moment... Like when I checked it a couple of days ago, there was a moment where the Clippers were leading yes. the West. And simultaneously, the Lakers were had the identical record with one less win and were in sixth. The Clippers are still currently by percentage points. You need to call Sam Tripoli right. You need to get on Punch Drunk or get him here. You need a. We need a Clippers. Never has been, You're right. Never has somebody been so ripe for the taking yes. as Sam Tripoli while the Clippers are leading the the West. I appreciate the reminder. I'm going to text Tripoli tomorrow. Just make a Clippers Lakers bet. Who finishes with a better record? Yeah. He'll be like, oh my gosh, I didn't fuck close. Well, right now the Clippers are 13 and six. The Lakers are 11 and nine. Now, I will say, the Lakers, obviously, young team. They're figuring it out. They were playing good. They've lost the last two games. I still have confidence that the Clippers will have a worse record. But would you be shocked? No, the- but but forget forget even record. Just bet on who will go farther. Oh, come on. Then you got Come on. Yeah. But he, he's, he'll be like, Lakers aren't even... I don't even have to worry about that. Lakers aren't even going to make the playoffs. But let's look at the standings right now. They're pretty crazy because Golden State went through a huge funk when Steph got hurt and all that drama was happening, which we haven't really talked about the actual on court. Did we not? No, we just mostly talked about KD and Draymond Green. And my question to you is, how do they go in those funks? I know Steph's obviously 
an M, what two time MVP. Yep. Regular season. I might add that in. But how does that happen? What are you saying without Steph? Yeah, like they're, they're well, two they're st- also they've also been to you know three straight finals they, or four straight finals, right? But yeah, they, four straight lost, finals, like, four in a row. They've won the last two. I mean, they, they weren't look. They're more talented than they were when they won seventy three games. Correct. Of course. So that tells you everything you need to know. They haven't. They've they got KD and never broke that record. It's a motivation issue. It's the you know uh, internal uh, infighting. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's all that stuff, and all that stuff plays into it. The fact they're fight they're probably fighting more because they got two, and it's like who everybody deciding like who should get the look. They all hear it. Steph hears. Uh, you have as many finals MVPs as him. KD hears, obviously, he's responding to your Facebook comments, you know, that you have, that he's a snake and a bitch. Like, these guys all hear it. Draymond, I'm sure, feels like, oh, suddenly he's the fourth guy on this team. The only guy on that team, and that's why he's my favorite guy, who's just, just Clay is just, like, he's just too high. He's even keel, man. Yeah. Yeah, he really is. That's a guy who could at any time go off for as many points as he wants. You never hear him bitching about shots. You never see him fighting with anybody. He just plays really good defense. You could argue that Clay Thompson is underrated, which... I mean, I think that's... I don't think it's crazy because I think he does, in a way, I know it sounds wild to say. Clay is... Why under the radar? Because he's that good. Clay is a very Clay is very similar, not in style of game, but in potential... To James Harden, if he if you took Clay and you dropped him on you know the Heat next year and you were like this is Clay's team, he could be an MVP candidate. Yeah, score thirty a game, bro. Yeah, he he, he could be an MVP candidate. We're like, okay, you're the guy. How many? They're like, oh shit, you see Clay Thompson scoring thirty five points a night. Yeah, no, well, I don't think it surprised anybody. But that's what I'm saying. I get that Steph's hurt. Take Steph out of it, right? You well, still have Clay, but it's Draymond, all, right. and KD. My point is, you can't be losing four games. I know what I know what you're saying. I just it's still kind of mind blowing for me. But the answer it's it's why it's simultaneously why they're the it's like why they're bad and why they're the best team ever. Sure, because if they had one guy. Who's like, I don't care if everybody goes out. I'm fucking winning games by myself. They wouldn't have the team they have. Yeah. They have essentially all. Like, who's the alpha? They're alpha less, which is how they all ended up on the same team. Because nobody, n- neither. Steph, nor KD, those two especially. You don't think either of those is, is the alpha? Who's the alpha? The guy replying to Instagram comments. It's a good question. The guy with the MV, the guy with the the league MVPs, the guy with the Finals MVPs. Kevin Durant joined a seventy-three win team. Isn't that alone proof? 
He's not an alpha. That he's missing this thing that says, I have to do it. I'm the guy. He joined He joined them. Yeah. They didn't all join him. Steph let him come join them, win the finals MVPs. But that to me, that's more on KD than Steph. So Steph's supposed to say, dude, I don't want you on our team. No, but there's... There's a lot that goes into that. It's not about him. I don't want you. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure they asked Steph if he wanted him. Well, let me look at the top eight teams right now. We have Clippers, Warriors, Nuggets, OKC, Memphis, Trailblazers, Lakers, Mavs. Give me that again from the top. The top eight. Clippers. Yeah. Warriors. Yep. Nuggets. Yep. Thunder. Yep. Grizzlies, Blazers, Lakers, and Mavs. Who does not make the playoffs? Um, I'm going to say Dallas. The Mavs probably don't. Well, who? Well, give me the teams under that. Who's 9, 10, 11? 9 would be Minnesota. 10 would be New Orleans. Um, next is the Kings and the Spurs and the Jazz. I mean, hard to write off the Spurs regardless. And it's hard to write off the Nuggets. Or I'm sorry, Rockets. Yeah. They're 9 and 11 right now. Never right. forget. Right. Never forget Carmelo Anthony did the Rockets record. Um, Is he still playing? No, he's he's nowhere. He's technically still a member of the Houston Rockets, but he's gone. But what does that mean? He's still a member, but he's they he, have not released him. He's just not on the court or sideline. Yeah, he's not a part of he's not a part of the team. Technically, he's still employed by the Rockets. He's just not on the bench. Yeah, it's a gig, man. <laughs> All these athletes. I mean. I mean it, it's only slightly a better gig than Carmelo Anthony ever had, where he was like, I'm on a team, but it doesn't matter because I just go out there and play horse by myself, and the rest of the guys fucking win or lose, and I get paid for just being a dickhead. I want to bring something up. I had this conversation last night with a few comics. We were talking about Kyrie Irving. Let's move over to the East for a minute. Okay. And I think you've said this on our show before. The Celtics have struggled this year, right? Yes. They're currently 11 and 10. Yes. How great were they last year without Kyrie? Yeah. Playing team basketball. Yeah. Guys like Tatum, Rozier, you know, yeah. the, the whole nine yards. Are they better addition by subtraction last year? Now Kyrie's back. Because Kyrie needs the ball all the fucking time. Ky- so, so my argument there, is... There's a thing that happens that's happening in the NBA as of late where... Guys who believe for some reason that they are point guards and need something in their soul tells them that they need to be a point guard also need to be the alpha scorer. I don't want that on my team. Yeah. Now, James Harden is essentially the point guard of the Rockets, right? But he's not demanding to be the point guard. Mike D'Antoni is essentially like, you've always been a shooting guard, but I'm going to run the offense through you, and he's a very willing and capable passer. Sure. Look at Steve Nash, right? Was he... He was the MVP on for, for two of those Suns teams. He's passed first. Always passed first. Passed first to the point where people were... Coaches were upset at him. Don Nelson's on the record. Dan Tony's on the record. This dude should have been shooting 30 times a game. But 
he was a pass first guy. I Steph is like not even really the point guard of the. He's the point guard because I guess you have to give time, you have there's five positions, but like that's a that's a point guardless team. He's not the point guard. He's yeah. running off screens all the time. How is he the point guard? Kyrie needs to, for some reason, be the point guard and be the leading scorer, like and be the guy who's going to the Brackwad. Like, same as Russ. Russ is like the point. Like, be a shooting guard. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, let's just look at Kyrie's overall resume. Yeah. He doesn't do anything with Cleveland pre-LeBron. LeBron gets there, obviously. They win. They go to the the Western. I'm sorry. They go to the uh, the finals every year. He obviously contributes. He hit that big shot. It's a, you know, it's a team effort. Blah blah. blah. Again, then here we are now, post LeBron. Like, where are we? Putting you know, him? you know the meme. You know the. I mean, I, I guess it's basically a mushrooms meme. You know the meme where the brain is just getting brighter. You know that meme, like the the different versions, like the exploding brain thing. Yeah. Kyrie Irving is essentially what he should be, and uh, what his talents make him is he is the next level brightness of Jamal Crawford. That's what he is. Interesting. He can get his shot yeah. anytime. He absolutely could be a starting scoring guard on a championship team. He could also be the greatest six man in history, a, a pace changer off the bench. Sure, could you run the offense through him at times if your if your point guard has to go to the bench? Could this guy bring the ball up every time and get points and get assists off of the handle? Sure, of course he can. But that's essentially what he is. He's a he's Jamal Crawford on steroids. And honestly not even really that much. Like Jamal Crawford's pretty fucking good and has had a pretty good fucking career. But You'd, but, but Jamal Crawford's not your starting point guard. And, and not to mention, he's not the point guard. I think we kind of, you and I, it sounds like, agree. Our point guard is the traditional, makes the other players better, right? Yeah. And I know the NBA has morphed and it's changed. Or, but, but he's not that. Yeah. Or have an offense that doesn't require that at all. But the thing is, Kyrie isn't like. The way Brad Stevens and the Celtics are using Kyrie, or Kyrie is insisting on being used, or the way he's playing, he is insisting on an offense where I am the point guard, and then he wants to fucking take us off the road. It's like I'll go on record right now saying the Celtics are better without Kyrie. Well, then, and that might be a crazy, stupid take in some people's opinions, but from what I've seen, well, I've had, I was having this argument because then, it, then it becomes what is your definition of better? Right, like if the Celtics don't make the Eastern Conference this year, their Eastern Conference Finals, they're better without Kyrie. Yes. Correct. Now, also, okay. The answer is the Celtics are the best if Kyrie is on their team and plays a different way. Sure, that's a good point. But that's not apparently a viable option. Yeah, that's a good point. Now, are the are the Celtics? As bad as their record. No, I don't think so. Kyrie didn't play at the end of last year. Gordon Hayward didn't play all of last year. So now you have you have both of those guys added to whatever they were doing before. It's going to take a minute. Yeah. But then you've also got Terry Rozier, 
who's now not playing the minutes he was. He's upset about not playing the minutes he was. He's also sitting there going, we were better when I was playing those minutes. So why am I the one that's losing minutes? Why aren't I the starting point guard and fucking Jamal Crawford 2.0 coming off the bench? And that's the thing. It's like Kyrie is not – like I just don't think he's that guy from – forget being a pass first. I just don't think he's your floor leader. Yeah. I just don't think he's that guy. But that's what I'm saying. And all these idiots, I'm going to bring it back to LeBron. I have to. All these idiots who want to give that series, which is ludicrous and just stupid, like Kyrie won it with his shot. Well, well, first of all, here's everything you have to know about that person. That person doesn't actually watch basketball because the game was tied. The game was tied when Kyrie hit that shot. Yeah. And it was only tied because LeBron had a chase down block. Yeah, exactly. So that's the only reason. So the idea that Kyrie saved that game or saved LeBron is ludicrous. Sure. It's also, it was also in a series where LeBron led the entire series in every statistical category, both teams. Yeah. So to, to, to say that, to know that fact and say it means you're a liar and an asshole. And to not know that fact... Mean those facts means that your opinion should not be. There's no one should care about your opinion because you don't know the facts. The facts are the game was tied. Game was tied because he was blocked, and he led the whole fucking thing and everything. So the idea that Kyrie carried anybody to anything is ludicrous. But here's what it has to be said about Kyrie and and how it relates to LeBron, and how it relates to this Celtics team, and how it relates to this you know Sixers team, all that. Everybody was telling us, oh, well, LeBron was doing in the weak East, the weak East, the weak East. Suddenly the East not so weak. Suddenly there's parity. Suddenly the Bucks are good and the Celtics are good and the Sixers are good and everybody's fucking, oh man, suddenly the, it's not the weak East. Suddenly LeBron in the difficult West has a better record than Kyrie in the weak East. Wow. Who saw that coming? Fucking everybody that knows basketball. <laughs> yeah. I Again, I, I stand by it, and we'll have to see it play out. I think the Celtics are ultimately better without Kyrie. And like you said, if they don't make the Eastern Conference Finals, it will prove they're better without Kyrie. I, I don't think, yes, for sure. I, I don't think Kyrie... I don't want it, I don't want this to be misconstrued as if Kyrie is some Carmelo Anthony, I need the ball, I'm going to take 40 shots yeah, a game. No, He's not that guy. No. He's not a cancer. Sure. Kyrie I would like Kyrie on my basketball team. Sure. I just don't want Kyrie like when people were talking about Kyrie to the Knicks, I said I don't want Kyrie to the Knicks cuz Kyrie comes to the Knicks Suddenly, it's Kyrie is the point guard of the Knicks and he's the man. Yeah. No. I don't I disagree. I don't want you I don't want the man Kyrie yeah. as the leader of my team. Do I want Kyrie on a team where there is a guy? Yes, I sure. do. Great. In fact, I would I like I would jizz in my pants to have Kyrie in a Jamal Crawford like role on my basketball team. I just don't want Kyrie to be the James Harden or the LeBron James. No, I don't. You're good. Or the Russell Westbrook. Yeah. Well, the Russell, th- th- very similar. I was going to ask 
you know, it's in that same mold. Russ is just a, a stat machine. Yeah, he's also just a fucking freak. He's like, Russ has the ability. Kyrie has crazy ability to get his when he, but like Russ will do everything. Russ will take it off the board and take it down the court. Like he, his athleticism for his size and everything is like on wow. a whole other level. Now Kyrie's handle and Kyrie's shooting ability, maybe right there, but like he doesn't do it with the intensity that Russell does. Yeah. And, but very similar, very similar that those guys both need the ball and like demand the ball. And, but like Russell for all of his, he still will have nine assists a year, 10 assists a year. Kyrie Irving is your point guard. He averages five assists a season. It's not good. What are we talking about? That's not your point guard then. Russ broke the uh, the record for most, or I think he's third now behind Jason Kidd after tonight for tri- most triple doubles. Jason Kidd and uh, it goes. Uh, it was Oscar Robertson, Magic Johnson, then it was Jason Kidd, and I think he sur- either tied or surpassed him tonight. Wow! Already. Wow. Magic's in sight. Yeah. Look at Grant Hill. Did I did I fall asleep for ten? Talk about time travel. <laughs> I was just did I just say. did I just look at you and then look back and Grant Hill's now sixty. <laughs> Why does he look like Obama? He's got the, he's got that gray beard going, man. He looks like Lawrence Fishburne in fucking uh, in uh, what you call it? Your movie, Boys in the Hood. What's the one where he's got the gray beard? Isn't he the isn't he the professor in fucking God the Rappaport one? The college movie? Oh, in uh, Higher Learning? Higher Learning. Is he the professor in that? Is he? I don't know. I haven't seen Higher Learning in a minute. Steve Smith's looking a lot younger than him next to each other. Yeah, exactly. That'll be me in a few years, man. Those, gray, those grays come in strong, bro. Yeah, once they come on, there's no stopping them. Bro, got to give me some of that just for men. <laughs> you won't do it. No, I, I think it's a good look. You won't do the just for men. I, because I can tell when people have. Why's it gotta be just for men, by the way? Yeah. Why, why, why can't girls with gray beards, huh? Yeah. That's some, that's some, that's some gender stereotyping right there. Just for men, really? It's just for men. Women can't grow beards, or men who identify as women can't grow beards. I'm gonna cause a stink. Just for men, unless you want to sponsor us, I'm gonna start a. Dwight Howard's girlfriend's got a gray beard when he doesn't use his uh, lotion. He's all Ashy Larry. He's a gray beard. That's a gay joke. It's fine. I got it. <laughs> it's, it's a good gay joke, by the way. All right, we got to get through this because I got to pick up the mayor at the airport in about an hour. He's literally putting that in the comment section. I think he's taking a dump, too. He's in the bathroom on the plane? While watching our podcast. Wow. Again, bro. Can we talk about that? Oh, quick update on our discussion on my birthday. You said Mark and Greg would remember my birthday. So here's how it played out. Elliot, my oldest brother, texted me in the morning before I'd even woken up. And then he called me. Like he Wow. That was the he was like the Maryland Baltimore County winning the NCAA tournament game last year. Yeah. Like no one saw that coming. No. So that was a that was un like nobody saw that. Brad called me that day. We were talking about his kids. No happy birthday wish. Then he called me yesterday to wish me happy birthday. But this is Brad. Yeah. With yeah. his kids. So he was off a day, but he still knew. Mark FaceTimed me with his daughter. He knew. Greg texted me today, happy birthday. 
And That's I, like four days later. Two days late. Okay. And he didn't know. And I go, you know, your wife texted me. I'm like, no, I go, thanks. And then I didn't say you're two days late. Uh, I told him how you and I had made like just friendly wagers and, you know, on it. And then he's like, what? It's not today. And I go, no, but your wife texted me on my birthday. And then he's like, why didn't she tell me? And then that turned into a whole thing. So I was basically totally, well, I was half right. You were half right. And Walt sent me an email. And Walt sent you a letter with a uh, the headline, the, the newspaper headline, with the date, <laughs> your birthday on it. He's like, I cut this out on your birthday. It's the weather from your birthday. It's the uh, weather block from the front page of the USA Today on your birthday. You can see there's the weather. And you can see right there is the date showing that it was, in fact, your birthday. You know what we talk about in our family? We have I, I don't know if I said this on air. We claim Walt is Rob Schneider's character at the copy machine from Saturday Night Live. Yeah, making copies. Because that was apparently his thing. When the internet was invented and people were doing emails, Walt didn't care. He was always hanging out at the copy machine. And we had heard from a friend of a friend sort of thing, somebody who worked at A.G. Edwards at the time, that they're like, yeah, that Walt Ruther guy, he's always, he's always at the copy machine That's making hilarious. copies. It's amazing. <laughs> Fucking classic. Making copies. It's what? It's what? <laughs> Classic move. Uh, let's talk baseball for a quick minute. Sure. Just news that, you know, it's going to get me all fired up because of Pete Rose shit, even though it's not related to Pete Rose. I guess it is. Major League Baseball is officially partnering with MGM Resorts as the first ever official gaming partner and official entertainment partner of Major League Baseball. The partnership includes team sponsorships, data usage, and gaming promotions across MLB-owned platforms of all events in the U.S. and Japan. Wow. So, pro baseball Joe Prano has embraced... Gambling. But Pete Rose was... is His his ban is still in existence? Oh, he's he is a lifetime ban. I'm just trying to understand this. Yeah. Well, Shoeless Joe Jackson? Banned for life. But they're partnering with the largest gaming company in the world. Yes. Okay. Well, okay, devil's advocate, right? Those guys apparently profited on baseball, even though who cares? Yeah. But um, that would be the devil's advocate thing. But also, like, is the, the Pete Rose thing and the Shoeless Joe Jackson thing uh, – Right there, to, to a lesser extent, uh, did is does this make the difference? It was already it was already the maximum amount stupid. Yeah. So you can't be more than the maximum sure. amount stupid. This reiterates how stupid it is, but you can't be more stupid than they were already being about P Rose. And it also reiterates how the NBA is always ahead. Remember the NBA already teamed up, I believe, with MGM yeah. months ago. Yeah. They were like, yeah, gambling's here. Cool. Players can wear different shoes. Cool. Like, the NBA, to me, seems like the league, right? That's ahead of the others. Sure. When it comes it's a, to this it's stuff. A, it's, 
I mean, you don't hear, oh, NFL Twitter's crazy tonight. Yeah. You don't hear Major League Baseball Twitter. You don't, like, it's a world game. It's a young people's game. It's uh, an, an, an internet game. Sure. Like, it's the most, you can't put baseball highlights on Twitter still or on Instagram. They'll fucking shut you down. Really? Yeah. Who doesn't want? I didn't know this. People sharing their product. How dumb do you have to be to not share their? Want people sharing your product? So if you and I went to a Dodgers game with our own phones, no, different. Okay. But if you took a clip from TV, you could get banned. Ugh. You're, they just don't get it. Any press is good fucking press or publicity. Right. It's all fucking free marketing. Yeah. Unreal. Well, do you want to get to NFL Week 13? Joe, we are on a bad stretch, both you and I. I know. I have a totally new strategy. I can't tell you how it's going to play out. It's going to work because I, I, I have a lot of... Uh, What's your new strategy? I have a lot, well, I just said I can't tell you. Okay. I have a lot of ground to make up. So it's my. there's two reasons behind it. One, I have to catch you. And two... I mean, how much worse can I do? I joked that I have so many fives this year. I'm basically like a Midwest sorority. It's just fives across the board. Well, it's just like the, let like me the, update the sorority everybody. pick. We both had five picks right last week, which yeah. is awful. Awful. There, I mean, if you go back, we have these up for There's a time where it was regularly 9, 10, 9, 10, 11, 12, 9, 10, 11, 12. Like our worst weeks would be eights. I have seven, five weeks this year. It's a bad year. So I and have a new strategy. And you didn't gain any. So I have an 11-game lead Yeah. heading into this week, which is week 13. Yeah, I'm going to put on my glasses because i got to get, get oh. serious here. Oh, he's getting serious. Well, Joe, before we get into those picks, I do want to say loving the outfits that we got tonight, courtesy of our friends at Flag and Anthem. Love these outfits. I, I wear the Oxblood corduroys a lot. Yeah, love those. They're, they're great pants. Maybe my, maybe my second favorite pant wear that I've gotten from them behind the original red brick, still like just classic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I've been I've been shopping on Flag and Anthem all week, looking at do I want to replace some of the great items that I had stolen from me? Do I want to just keep moving in a new direction? Um, I've been I've been all over their site looking some great stuff. Some you know what I love about Flag and Anthem too. They add things. We get stuff every month. They add things every week. Every week. Like there's already stuff. I'm like that wasn't there two weeks ago. Guys, they constantly update stuff. It's a great site. So go to flagandanthem.com right now because if you drop promo code dirty at checkout, you get twenty five percent off your first order. Look, Christmas is right around the corner. Get those orders in now for yourself, for a family member, a loved one, a friend, you name it. Flag and Anthem has you taken care of. So just go to flagandanthem.com, drop promo code DIRTY for 25% off that first order. Okay, let's get through these picks. We also have some NFL news with these picks. My brother Mikey's calling me. Should we take it live on the air? See what he has to say. Yeah, how are we going to do this, though? I don't know. Just put him on speaker and see what he's saying. Yo. Yo. We're in the middle of a dirty. We're in the middle of a dirty sports. Did you know that? No, but I was just calling because I'm driving home for work and I'm listening to Ruther ramble on about his life on fucking the dent. And you should punch him in the other side of his head. 
If he doesn't drive his car fucking 10,000 miles a year, why would he buy one? Just lease one. It's cheaper. You fuck. Mikey, I am leasing one. What? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to lease one. So then don't say bye if you're leasing. Well, I, whatever. I just, tomato, tomato. I'm saying bye. I'm leasing. Fix your life. Yeah, for starters, fix your fucking life. Well, we'll call you. I'll call you back after the show. Any any parting words? Yeah. Uh, Has Ruther ever docked with another man? Has he ever what? Docked. Have you ever docked with another man? What's docking again, Mikey? You have to have an uncircumcised, usually a European fella. And then they put their fucking skin, they roll their turtleneck over your fucking shaft. And then it's inside. Like when the, when the fucking plane pulls in and they push that little catwalk out and it locks around it. <laughs> no, but I have not done that, but I'll add it to my bucket list. Yes, add that. We'll call you later. Bye. I'm coming to L.A. When? Championship. That's in San Fran, but let's get there first. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Same place. Goodbye. Bye. That's a great cameo from your brother. Yeah. Classic. Wants wants to tell you about your car purchases. <laughs> Listen to the dent report in the car. That's exciting. Yeah, but no, he is right. Everyone's giving me that good advice. Yeah. About leasing. Yeah. If you only go ten thousand miles a year, you don't buy. Right. But I'll tell you what, Mikey, that's some good sound advice. Yeah. Also. He thinks you should be docking. Maybe dock the mayor tonight. He also thinks that L.A. and San Francisco are next to each other. That's he. Who well, he might, be named. he might have been saying that. Uh, I don't know what he meant. He might have meant that he's going to come here to like we'll go up together. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Should, should they make the game, or maybe not? Who knows? Well, let's get to these games. Let's do it. Well, why don't we flip it to? Because they, they kind of went backwards. Are they in the wrong order? Good. I'd prefer to get the one on the second page done first. I love that you stapled these. Making copies. Do you, <laughs> you, notice, hi- did you, you highlighted like how, everything. Do you like how I use the highlighters? Yeah. I got very artsy for you. Okay. So the Saints against the Cowboys. Yeah. The Saints are a seven-point favorite. That's the Thursday night game this week, Joe Prano. Thursday night, wild games. Wild and wacky games. But I'm taking the Saints. In Dallas. In Dallas. Now, you're convinced that Dallas, a sure thing to win the NFC East. You like how they're playing. Oh, I don't like this fucking... They got Amari Cooper. No, sorry. You know, I printed... What the fuck, ESPN? I printed... This says seven and a half. This is their mobile site because it was easier to print. This says seven and a half on their just non-mobile site. That's That's, to me, matters. Okay. So it's seven and a half. I'm going to mark that down, and I'm going to take the Saints. <laughs> I'm going Big D. Love it. The, I think the Cowboys are going to cover. I think the Cowboys, I, I am, as I hit my fucking mouth with the mic, I am buying in on their defense. Love it. All right. Moving along. I, I don't even know how this is printed. I'm going to have to make sure that these are all right. Let's go back to the top again. Yeah, I mean, I just need a visual. I'm a very visual person. So. I've noticed that. 
So I haven't had the visual the whole year. Oh, and that's your excuse? No, no, no. No, but I have noticed. Here's something I've noticed. These lines are going to be different, Joe. Yeah, that's fine. It doesn't matter. I'm going to make the adjustment on my sheet. What I've noticed is I am in a pick'em league, and I pick different games when I'm looking at it on my pick'em than when I do on the show. I'm doing significantly better. Not world's better. Yeah. I mean, I'm not having a fucking fit. I'm not winning the pick'em league. That's for sure. But I'm not coming out with a five every week somehow. So, um that's only part of my strategy, though. Anyway, continue. All right. Let's, you just give me the – you, you tell me, and I'll, I'll make the adjustment. Do you want me to go in order on this sheet? However you want to or, do it, man. Okay. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to go in order on the website because it's okay. easier. All right. Baltimore at Atlanta. Baltimore at Atlanta. Okay, the what's Falcons the spread? Falcons are a one-point favorite. It's the same. Falcons are a one-point favorite, and I'm taking the Falcons. I am also taking the Falcons. Lamar Jackson has won two games, but as you said on a tweet— It's in Atlanta? It's in Atlanta, yeah. but as you said on a tweet, running a high school-style offense. Yeah, not even really. At this point, high schools run fucking pretty incredible offenses. They're running a, they're running a high school offense from when I was in high school. That's what they're running. It's pretty basic. Yeah. That's why I am going to agree and take Atlanta. All right, Bears at your Giants— Bears at my Giants. So what's uh, the spread on there? On here, it is not applicable. Because they don't know whether Chase Daniel's playing. That is correct. I don't even see Bears at Giants on my sheet, Andy. What kind of shit are you running here? What kind of shit operation Again, is Again, I printed the mobile because it was easier. The mobile doesn't even have it on here. Yeah. You son of a bitch. What's the score? What's the, what's the spread? There is no spread. Oh, it's even on the website? Everything's off. Money okay. line, total... Unibet, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. Has the Bears at minus four and a half. Is that what we're going with? I mean, we can always wait. Till when? Is that Monday night game? Is it the Sunday night game? No, it's a uh it's a one o'clock game, Sunday I mean, Eastern. Is somebody gonna be responsible for reminding us? It'd be nice to get that reminder, but I'll remember. You'll remember? I did last time. You did. Okay. Remember? Okay. I'll remember. All right. Buffalo at Miami. The Dolphins are a four and a half point favorite on what I'm looking at. Not here's four. It's four and a half. I am taking Miami. I'm going to go Buffalo. my, My strategy is working out well so far. No, I'm kind of throwing you some bones here, Brandon. Are you? You're down 11 points, man. See, it's funny that you think you're throwing me some bones because I'm thinking, like, on that game, I was like, I think Buffalo's got a shot, but I'm going to take Miami because I think Ruther's going Buffalo. And then you did. So okay. this game, a chicken. All right. Denver at Cincinnati. I'll lead it off then. On here, we have Denver as a five-point road favorite, which they are also on this sheet. Hmm. A five-point road favorite, Denver at Cincinnati. Jeff Driscoll. You know who Cincinnati's quarterback right. situation is? Right, Jeff Driscoll. And backup Tom Savage has resurfaced. Wow. Does, is Jeff Driscoll, did he go to Florida? Yeah, and then he went transferred to Louisiana Tech. Oh, okay. That's where he finished. What a wild card situation. Jeff Driscoll starting at quarterback. He actually this. looked good when he played last week. Yeah. They were getting their ass kicked, so it's not like Cleveland was really playing defense. Uh... Denver has a good defense. There's a reason they're a five-point favorite. I think they're going to cover. Cincinnati is done, Zoe. The done. 
I'm also taking Denver. The Hugh Jackson effect is real, people. His stink is all over two organizations this year, and he's only going to make them keep losing. All right, the Rams at the Lions. The Rams are a 10-point favorite. The Rams are coming off a bye after that amazing Monday night football game we went to. 10 points. Give me a fucking break. The Rams are winning this game by three touchdowns. I am also taking the Rams. All right, Indy at Jacksonville. R.I.P. Blake Bortles. Indy at Jacksonville, yeah. So they're going with Cody Kessler, is that correct? Cody Kessler. Now, I'm a fan of your boy Tom Coughlin, but he's got to take an L on this. Why? What happened? The biggest mistake they made was bringing back Blake Bortles. That ruined the team this year, in my opinion. Is he, I mean, he's not the GM. The president of, like, football operations? Yeah. I'll tell you the biggest, I'll tell you the biggest fucking fuck up for Tom Coughlin. He knew Eric Flowers was the worst player that's ever stepped foot on the planet Earth. He brought him from New York after New York cut him. They have not won a game since. Interesting. Talk about your all-time backfires. Forget yeah. Blake Bortles. He knew Eric Flowers personally. Yeah. That's interesting. Look, man. They needed a quarterback. Bortles played all right last year. Free Eli Manning. Tom, come get your boy. I'm going Indy to cover four on the road. Who the fuck isn't? All right. Cleveland at Houston. Oh, this begs a great conversation. I've actually been excited to have this one with you. Cleveland is a five and a half point underdog at Houston. I'm taking Houston. We we got a couple conversations here. Okay. One. I am also, for the record, taking Houston. Uh, We all know my hatred of Bill O'Brien. But, That's what I want to bring up. But the but the Cleveland Browns also, I mean. The Texans, Joe. Yeah. Have won eight in a row. Yeah. I'm going to say it right now on record. The Houston Texans are winning a playoff game. And I'm going to go one step further. I wouldn't be shocked if they won two. Wow. They have a good defense. They have a very talented and capable young quarterback. They have DeAndre Hopkins. I don't care about Bill O'Brien. I think the Houston Texans are a good team. I could even see the Texans winning in a place like Foxborough in the playoffs. I said I, it. I mean, again, my, the, you know, good is a word that, you know, when we talk good, great, we do this a lot with quarterbacks. So I agree that they are a good team. Uh, I disagree that they're winning a playoff game. You don't think they win one playoff game? Uh, depends who... I mean, it depends who they draw. They would get Baltimore right now. Right now. They, they win. Right, uh, well, I don't think that's a sure thing, for one. I mean, unless Lamar Jackson's playing, which we'll see. The but, Ravens, I'm sorry, the Texans are a good team. I just said they're a good team. But also, you're talking about a second-year quarterback in his first playoff game, Bill O'Brien at the helm. Also, has J.J. Watt played the whole season? He's so, looking good. Did you watch Monday's right. no, game? No, I'm saying he has played the whole season, correct? So far this year, So he we're has. three weeks away from the his Sarno acting up. His back hurts. His fucking whatever. <laughs> his Sarno acting up. His tire. Uh, I was still lifting a tire the other day for no reason in the woods. J.J. Watt needs yeah. Dr. John Sarno. J.J. Watt needs to fucking... I mean, he's got the bionic elbow thing. He's got the knee pad. Like, has has there ever been anybody more that's like, Ugh. 
I'm fighting through it because I'm J.J. Watt. Look, I agree with you. I, I can't believe I'm saying all this. I'm drinking the fucking Kool-Aid, man. Yeah, you're drinking. They haven't played a very difficult schedule at all. You're right. I agree. But, uh, dude, Deshaun Watson, <laughs> is, is this my new Russell Wilson? He's really growing on me, man. I agree. I, Deshaun Watson's the only reason. Deshaun Watson, he Hopkins, is- and a good defense are the only reasons that they have a shot of winning a playoff game. Their but, coach is a boob still. But that's what I'm saying. But look, is Deshaun Watson... I, hey, it's happened before, but... I'm not saying that they don't win a playoff game. I think it depends who they play. But right now, the Chargers are the other wildcard team, correct? Correct. Don't draw the Chargers in Texas. Okay. I, I would. I'll be this honest. Is where we're talking about... We're talking about... One of the two, okay, there's two wildcard teams. Yeah. One of them's pretty much locked up, correct? Would you agree the Chargers are definitely making the playoffs as a wildcard team? Correct. So one, the one wildcard team that has it locked up, you're not sure they're beating. The other team, yeah, the other playoff spot in the AFC is probably going to go to a not good team. But what? how about this? What if it's the Colts? I would not put my money on the Texans against the Chargers. That's for sure. You feel really good about them beating the Colts, a division rival? You feel real good about that Frank Reich? 60-40. Yeah. (laughs) Suddenly. And by the way, who are they beating in the second round game that we're talking about? I just told you. New England. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me. Bill O'Brien, a a Bill Belichick (laughs) cast-off. He's like, yeah, go coach college. That's good for you. They're going to win 11 games this year. Mm, are they? They're going to win 10 for sure. Eight and three. Yeah. They'll finish three and two down the stretch. We got to talk about. It is going to be the first time. I tweeted this the other day. It is going to be the first time in Bill O'Brien's coaching career at any level of football at all that he wins 10 games. So congratulations to Bill O'Brien. Well, we got to talk about. Not that I'm trying to put a reverse jinx on it or anything. You know what, though? Here's the thing about the Texans. The Texans have been bad to mediocre with Bill O'Brien, right? They've basically been mediocre. They've had bad. They've had four win seasons. Last year, their star quarterback gets hurt. He, he did, who he didn't start week one. He started Tom Savage in place of. Look, I'm not a Bill O'Brien defender. Okay. So, But here's my thing. Deshaun Watson... Great quarterback. Let's see, you know, obviously a quarterback's, what what a quarterback has the ability to accomplish. There there needs to be growth. I don't think he's done. And I think he has the ability to grow and man, perhaps may grow into being a fucking MVP candidate or, uh, you know, an elite quarterback. I don't think he's there yet, but I think he has the potential. Bill O'Brien, is that the guy you want? You want this potential MVP, future MVP hitched to? It, does this not have Mike McCarthy, Aaron Rodgers written all over it? Ten years from now, we're sitting there going, holy shit, Deshaun, Jackson, Deshaun Watson's been one of the best quarterbacks in the league for ten years. They've won two playoff games. 
my argument. Bill O'Brien is a boob. I, look, my argument for the Texans is not Bill O'Brien. My argument is the players can win this, right? Not the coach. No, I, that two different things. One, they may win a playoff game. Uh, would I say it's highly likely? No, they may. But also, I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying doing, they will. I'm just doing Pranostradamus here. Okay, I'm going ten years in the future. We're all going to get to the Mike McCarthy portion of Bill O'Brien's career that I've already been at a long time ago. We're going to be like, he has wasted greatness. Okay, well, JJ Watt will be done. The he'll, Texans, have, he'll have come and gone. Mark my words. Anybody but San Diego. <laughs> so anybody but one of the two wildcard teams. The Texans are going to win a playoff game. We have to talk about Baker Mayfield because they're playing the Browns. Because people were coming to me hot the other day on Twitter for what I posted. Baker Mayfield obviously went off about Hugh Jackson after the game against the Bengals last week. I didn't really care. Like, we, we, we discussed it. Like, I was like, okay, I think he can get petty. But then he commented on ESPN's first take on Monday. On Instagram. On Instagram. Underneath one of their videos. He responded to the video... And it doesn't I put, matter what he responded, but you can I, read it. If you I want. want to read the tweet that I sure. wrote. I wrote Baker Mayfield is the most insecure dude. He's leaving Instagram comments because of things they said about him on ESPN's first take. Him and Kevin Durant should start an insecure athlete support group. Yeah. Well, first of all, you mentioned the most insecure in that. Sure. It's Kevin Durant. So don't don't go jumping the goat. Well, I was doing that to prove a point. Right. I was exaggerating. That's what we do in comedy. You do it to prove a point. It's so Is fucking that what petty. We do <laughs> Isn't that what we do? I don't know. That's like... what I do. That's what Andy Ruther does. Okay. People were coming to me on Twitter, on Facebook. We're about to listen to a call. Everyone's all heated at me. And I'll say what I said. Or do you, let's play the call first. Well, okay, we can play the call. Let's play the call. We'll, we'll let the dirtballs speak their mind first. And then we can share our opinion on this. Hey guys, this is Jake from Utah. Just calling about um, the tweet about Baker Mayfield being KD light. Um, I think you're just wrong. I think you're just trying to sort of make a story about the Browns fucking up and clinging to that like initial comparison to Manziel. Um, like the argument that he's not focusing on football, I think that's just wrong because the guy threw four touchdowns last week and he's playing better than half the league, half the QBs in the league. That's not true. Uh, he's <laughs> he's obviously focusing on football. I mean, I don't know if you guys follow Brian Baldinger, but he does those Baldy breakdowns and he does those with Mantel like every week and he just shows that he's making throws that a lot of people aren't making. You just making, called him Mantel, rookies. bro. Um, he's just a millennial. I don't know. Guy talked the most shit in the draft process, and he's backing up all of it. I mean, there's some Hugh Jackson fuck ups and a couple Tyrod Taylor starts away from being seven and four and locked into that wild card spot. And now I know this is like super douchey, but he, I, I mean, he's the ultimate competitor and the worst professional sports coach. I think he should start, and he's getting compared to the guy because he called him on his shit. I mean. He just defended himself when compared to a laughing stock. He wouldn't have went to a division rival or whatever the fuck if he actually had a uh, scholarship at the other school. Uh, he, he, I 
I think he's the opposite of insecure. He went into a cowherd show and wrecked him, too. I think there's a major difference between defending yourself and being insecure. But, anyways, that's my take. Side note, um, I don't know, Prano, if you're still doing this, but me and my girlfriend are going to come to L.A. at the end of March. And if you're still doing that, um, like if you're still wanting to rent out or Airbnb your apartment, that would be cool. Um, I don't know. Let me know. Stay dirty, boys. The Prano Airbnb, is it open? Dirtball Airbnb, yeah, yeah. Hit me up. Uh, You know, availability is limited, but if the dates line up, we'll make it work. Well, here's the deal. Can I say my thing first? Sure. I think uh, before you say your thing, I think his call is a little – disjointed and I'll get I'll I'll say that but go go ahead take your take your swipes and then I'll I'll give my th- thoughts. Baker is having a good year for a rookie. He is. Playing better than half the league. I mean I'd have to really sit down. That's just not true. Break down game film here in the uh smut studio. But anyway, look dude, here's why I'm saying he's insecure. This whole argument of, and everyone's using this, oh, he's a millennial. Well, then all you millennials are fucking insecure little bitches. Tell me one quarterback. I'll just put this out there. You tell, And I'm not even talking top 10, top 20. Where, you tell me one quarterback who is responding in the comment section of Instagram of an ESPN show with Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman. You tell me one fucking quarterback who's taken the time to do that after playing their best game of the year also. Why does he care? So to me, that is a sign of insecurity, and it is a sign of immaturity, and I get it. He's 22. He's a young kid. We do, we do a lot of dumb shit when we're young. But my point is this. You care that much instead of just basking? Let it show on the field. You already played a great game. Back it up when you play the Texans this week. Uh, I, I'm gonna also I'm gonna add a couple things. First of all, let's not talk about what their record would be if they had oh, this yeah. guy and if they had this guy. If we would do that, let's talk about what Baker Mayfield's stats are prior to throwing four touchdowns and zero interceptions. He has 17 and seven right now. So prior to last week, he had 13 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Is that is that good? Is that fucking fantastic? Also, let's just call let's just call it like we see it. He's the most he's a, he talked the most shit than anybody. Yeah, that's cuz he's insecure. I don't remember Peyton Manning coming out of college saying, "I'm going to fucking shit on everybody." I don't remember Aaron Rodgers coming out of college saying, "I'm going to shit on everybody." I don't remember Drew Brees saying, "I feel dangerous." All this all that stuff. Smoke and mirrors. All that's trying to be, I'm a fucking badass. Well, guess what? Talk softly and carry a big stick. That's the fucking thing. You're a badass? Then show it. Stop fucking. The, the other thing that comes to mind is a lion doesn't concern himself with the, you know, the thoughts of a sheep, right? Is that sure. the phrase goes? Something like that. You're, uh, you're concerned with. People in the press asking you about the handshake with Hugh Jackson. Fine. Didn't I defend him? Yeah. Last episode about that. We're talking about him replying on Instagram to Max Kellerman and Stephen A. Smith. And Damian Woody was the guy who was mad at. Who 
gives a yeah. single? Who's watching First Take? Who are you? You're you're so confident in your ability. You're watching what Stephen A. Smith, Max Kellerman, and Damian Woody have to say. <laughs> this isn't Peyton Manning doing his like spotlight on ESPN. This isn't even John Gruden doing fucking quarterback camp. You're concerned with what Max Kellerman, who I have no idea how Max Kellerman was ever allowed to talk anything besides boxing or boxing for that matter. Has he been in a boxing ring? Stephen A. Smith is a joke. Stephen A. Smith is a character that I do with more coherent thoughts than the actual Stephen A. Smith. And Damian Woody, who was what? A a five-year offensive lineman in the NFL? Who gives a shit what he thinks? Who gives a shit? You give a shit because you're insecure. Bottom line. The end. I don't care that he's a millennial. I don't care. You're subscribed to ESPN's first take on your Instagram. Yes, soft. The end. I don't care if you're a millennial or not a millennial. This has been going on for a long time. There was like the all the quarterbacks that fucking would do this and would do that. Like, where are where is Peyton Manning's Twitter account? He's not on Twitter. Like, but he's not a millennial. That's what all the millennials will say. But Tom Brady's not a millennial. Aaron Rodgers. Steve isn't Kerr's a not a millennial. Steve Kerr's on Twitter, tweeting about gun control every fucking day. I'm not a millennial. I'm on Twitter. I fucking fight with trolls all day, all day. The the like nothing is more obvious to me than fucking. I feel dangerous. That's like I'm kind of worried that I might not last in this league. And calling him Manziel and comparing him to Manziel, he's doing a Manziel act. Now, he's succeeding in the the NFL, but he's doing Manziel. He's 100% doing Manziel. And another thing I want to add, which is important for everybody to remember, we're talking about the quarterback. It, It is important. We're not talking about the diva type receiver or running back. And also he's the quarterback. My point is, when do you see this? I'm being serious. When else do you see this? This whole, he, he's got, why do you got, dude, you just played the best game of your career in the NFL. You just had an amazing game through four touchdowns. But also, why do you give a the, shit? The disjointed part of the call was, um, I don't know if your tweet or your Facebook or your anything said anything about him being not focused on football, which he kept bringing up, which is a thing that Manziel was certainly accused of and became very clear that was true. Well, I did I did in replies. I went back and forth. I don't people. think that he's not focusing enough on football. That's neither here nor there, in my opinion. It's... Well, but my point is this. I think they all I think I think the millennials certainly have the time and ability to be in the video room and be on Instagram. I that sure, fine. I don't think this is a criticism on him not caring enough about football. But insecure, 100% insecure. 
Your statement that he's insecure, 100%. 100%. Not 99.99999. 100. You're fucking feeling dangerous. You're going to show everybody you're, you talk the most shit. Yeah, you're insecure. The, That's who does that. I That's s- who does that. I said this last episode. You see it again today. I don't know if you saw it. It's the same thing today. You see it again today with his interview today. It's this constant chip on his shoulder where it's like, dude, get over it. You were the number one overall pick. You were the number one overall pick. This isn't Aaron Rodgers getting passed for Alex Smith. This whole chip, oh, it's me against the world. Tom Brady being picked in the sixth round. And look how those guys have carried themselves. This is being the number one overall pick and somehow still people are out to get you. It just reeks of Conor McGregor. It just reeks of the guy who's fucking all talk and he's, oh, he had his moments. And then that dude who fucking, you didn't know if he had a voice, beat the shit out of him. You didn't know if that guy was capable of talking and he beat the ever living fuck out of the dude. And then was like, made him fucking beg for it. Like it just, nothing is more insecure than telling everybody how fucking awesome you are. Legitimate question. Tell me one quarterback in the NFL that we know of, we might not know, so it might be a dumb question, who's responding to ESPN first take comment section on Instagram. I'm talking any quarterback. Like, but Name one. Yeah, none. And, and again, th- there are certainly levels to this. If, you know... Um, if this, if John Gruden was the coach of the Raiders and he's doing Gruden's quarterback camp and then he says some shit about like, oh, you don't want to go into the league and be Baker Mayfield and he, and he reels off like why he's better than all the guys that he's slurping, fine. That, that you're arguing with somebody whose opinion matters. You're arguing with fucking Stephen, Stephen A. Smith, Smith, Max Kellerman, and Damian Woody. Holy shit. And they won't let it go. His family won't let it go. Ridiculous. Get over it. You were the number one pick, dude. You're not the guy who got fucking, who didn't get any offers and was a walk-on, then basically got ostracized by your coach at Texas Tech, so you had to go to Oklahoma. It's me against the world. It makes me not like him, I'll be honest. Well, I mean... It makes me not... It, it makes him very unlikable, because it's just like that whole mentality of like, dude, you're the number one pick the fuck are you bitching about anyway did we both take houston on that back to the actual picks yeah all right we got to get through this um arizona at green bay big spread here yeah 14 points i'm taking arizona i am taking green bay i think uh it's friendly confines for aaron Rodgers. he gets to play in that that sweet dome in Arizona. They've got the natural grass rolling in and out. I know everybody's talking about Rosen's got like some Aaron Rodgers like, uh, you know, skills, and he fell to this point in the draft and blah blah blah. I think this is going to be sort of a Aaron Rodgers, um, Rosen sort of pseudo comparison game, and I think he's going to show him, look, this is how you really do it. And also, I do think that Aaron Rodgers has heard a lot of the talk this week about people uh, saying, oh, you know, 
no one thinks that Mike McCarthy, with you know thousands of exceptions, but most people don't think Mike McCarthy is doing a great job. But at some point, we have to look at Aaron Rodgers. Now he's not replying to Stephen A. Smith on Twitter about it, but he is. I do think he hears it, and I think he's going to do what actual secure athletes do, and he's going to go out and he's going to fucking shred somebody on Sunday. Yeah, that's what scares me. But I'll keep my pick. All right, Carolina at Tampa Bay. The Bucks at home are, this has three and a half point underdogs. Can we go with that? Sure. Jameis Winston got a W last week. Yeah, boy. Carolina has lost three straight. Do they right the ship, and do they also cover the spread? I'm going to say yeah. I'm going to say yeah as well. Um, Tampa Bay, talk about, first of all, Tampa Bay was never good. Um, they got, obviously got off to the hot start with Fitzpatrick and Winston has had, Winston played well last week. They still lost, right? Who? Oh no, Tampa Bay. who they beat last week? Tampa Bay won. Yeah. who they, who they beat? Um, and he played well, but if there's. You know, I know everybody likes to say that the thing about Fitzpatrick is is inconsistent, but talk about inconsistent. No one's been more inconsistent than fucking Jameis Winston. And so forget a bounce back week for Carolina. They killed the 49ers. I'm going with a bounce back bad week for Jameis Winston. All right. So we both agree on that. Moving right along. The Chiefs travel to the Raiders. 15 point Chiefs favorites. Uh, Yeah. Chiefs. You said 50? Uh, 50. All right. Well, it seems a, exceptionally high, but I'm going to I'm going to take the Chiefs to cover by 51. It's a very very large spread though. 50. Is that the biggest spread ever? It is. All right, Jets at Titans. This is an interesting one, huh? Very interesting one. The Titans, I'm going to look what we have here on this sheet. Seven and a half I have on here. Man, basically that whole thing's all a half point higher. Yeah. I'm taking Tennessee. Who's playing quarterback for the Jets? Uh, it will be McCown. Yeah, still I think right. I'm going to take the Jets. I can't believe I'm doing it. I'm going to take the Jets. All right, San Francisco at Seattle. Let's see if this one is the same. Nine and a half. Woo, division game, where is it? It's in Seattle. Nine and a half. Seattle, this is the type of game where they play close. I just know Seattle. They've won back-to-back games against uh, better teams than the, than the 49ers. But I think the Niners, I think their quarterback situation is a disaster. It is indeed. Like Nick Mullins had, it was poor guy. It was a flash in the pan. I'm taking the Hawks. Me too. All right, Minnesota at New England. I can see. By the way, I can see Seattle losing. I think they play the Niners again. I can see them losing that game in. Uh, they play twice. San Fran, but I don't think I can see them losing this. So one. Seattle has to go three and two down the stretch for me to win a hundred bucks off you. Yeah, against San Fran twice. They get the Chiefs, and then uh, I think they have Arizona. They If they beat 
San Fran twice and Arizona once. You got it, buddy. No, I don't think. Yeah, and I think they have Minnesota. I know they have Minnesota next week. Yeah. But you know what might fuck you on this, depending on where everything's at? Is the Chiefs not needing to win? Yes. Yeah, but. That might fuck you because I looked ahead. So Seattle's schedule is they get the Niners this week. Then they get the Vikings at home. Then they're at the Niners. And they finish. No, you're probably right. The Chiefs is the second to last game. Then they get Arizona. It's going to be close, Prano. Oh, it's certainly going to be close. You were so confident that the Seahawks had no chance of winning nine games. Oh, and by the way, the amount of DMs I get. Oh. Yeah. By who? But this should show you everything you need to know. No, nope. No one confidently public. No one so certain in their opinions that they are publicly responding. You know why? Yeah, because they're soft and wrong. They're scared of you. Yeah, they should be. They hear, they, what, how, how could you How could you be making an argument about something after hearing 300 minutes of facts on it, and then, of course, you're not coming. What would you do? What would you do? You would say, the facts you read are wrong? Wait, what are we, what are we talking about? We're talking about the Seahawks record. What are you talking what about? Are we ta- I'm assuming they're talking about ru- the love of rust that you get? No, it's mostly just the Seahawks record. Oh, okay. A lot of people are confident that they're going to win nine games. But a lot of people also, I actually am pretty level-headed. If you read any of those DMs, I'm like, well, it's still not going to be easy. Anything happens in division games. I know that. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we agree they're not winning 10 games. I mean, it's possible. I don't know, though. It'd be tough. What helps Seattle's cause, and you're going to laugh, be like, whatever, Ruther, is... Four of their last five games are at home. I don't care about that. I care about their who they're playing in those games. Well, one of those teams that they play is Minnesota. The 12th, man. <laughs> Got to get our boy Slater back on. I've guy. never been on with Slater. It's been a minute, man. Minnesota at New England. The Pats are a five-point favorite. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. I mean, look at Baker Mayfield. We're watching, just, just the, just, oh, he, he just annoys me. He's on my list now. This week just put Baker Mayfield on my list. It really did. I mean, I, I don't like his personality, but like, whatever. Like, he's a fine quarterback. Like, I don't think, to me, it's like, whatever you need to do, to motivate you, fine. But just, like, if you want to think that, if you want to be Baker Mayfield and you want to think, like, you against the world, fine. But, like, the the attitude, like, the, the way he carries it, it's, like, it's, it's sad to watch whether or not he's good or not. It's, like, hard to watch. It's, like, dude, you know, again, it's it, it's so clearly fake. It's the The confidence is so clearly fake. It, it to me, you know who it is. It's Jameis Winston. Light. We're gonna go out there, eat a W. The whole team's like, all right, are you against the world, bro? It's your twenty million dollar fucking signing bonus against the world. Oh God, that must be tough living in the RV. That fucking you know the the guys from fucking Rascal Flats drove up for you. 
Must be so difficult being you, Baker Mayfield. Rascal or rascal? Who cares? <laughs> fucking uh, must be so difficult hanging out at the Dixie Chicks concert in the art in the fucking Airstream trailer they pulled in the parking lot for you. Yeah, it's really tough. Me against everybody. Me and every country pop star against the world. <laughs> Me and Carrie Underwood are taking over. Yeah. All right, New England at home is a five point favorite against the Vikings. Shit, man. This is a tough one. I'm going to go Minnesota. Vikings did look good against... uh, It's all about their defense. Yeah. I kind of wanted to take Minnesota, too. But I'm going to take New England. This is the one. This is the first one I'm doing where I'm taking it just to go against you. Taking New England. All right. And your Sunday night game... The Chargers at the Steelers. No Melvin Gordon. Which is going to hurt them. The Chargers are three and a half point underdogs on the road. Pittsburgh just lost a bad game last week. Man, I want to ride you, Philip. Philip Fudging Rivers. I'm going to ride him. Cover that spread. You are. I am. You're riding. Wow. I was like, you, I thought you were going to ri- not ride him and take Pittsburgh. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Um, I mean, the the west to east thing, the Pittsburgh coming off a bad game, the everybody on the Chargers bandwagon still. I'm going to go Pittsburgh. And did we do the last game? Also, Pittsburgh primetime. Are they good in primetime? I don't know. I mean, I watched them on Thursday score a thousand points against the fucking Panthers. And did we finish? Did we do? We did not do. Is that Monday night, Washington, Philadelphia? Yeah. What what is this? Print in backwards order? Yeah, that's what happened. Six and a half. Six and a half for a, what, a five-win Eagles team? Colt McCoy. God, it's such a big spread, man. Makes me think Vegas knows something's up. But I agree with you. An Eagles team that doesn't look that good. Are we going to talk about Reuben Foster? Sure. What do you want to talk about? Just the lies. The lies of the owners and... The team, them acting like they're trying to act like they didn't know. Like, what are you talking about? Here? The guy, the guy was suspended two games last year. The guy's been arrested how many times for domestic abuse? Yeah. Enough. Well, but but then again, just look, don't. The other thing is, just just don't lie. Like you knew. Well, the the huge lie again. I know everybody hates it when it comes up, but like, I, this is just another like. So we agree, Colin Kaepernick's about the kneeling, right? <laughs> Ruben Foster. Not that good. Clearly a distraction. You're bringing, on, bringing a guy in who's literally just cut for domestic violence? You're going to sign him up? That's not a distraction? You're telling me that fucking Me Too and Time's Up aren't showing up outside your practices with the fucking signs and shit? Yeah. That's not a distraction? That's not bad for your locker room chemistry? Get the fuck out of here. It's a good point. This could not be a worse distraction. 
It, it's literally- but Colin Kaepernick's lot. Like, is Ruben Foster good? You know they're digging up old Dan Schneider tweets too. Like, that's the point. With all this Me Too and Time's Up stuff, they've found old Dan Snyder tweets about how badly the NFL and Roger Goodell in particular mishandled the Ray Rice thing. Now, he should be gone. Ray Rice should be just kicked out. Here he is four years later, signing a guy who was just kicked off a team for domestic abuse. Again, I love seeing people on, well, these women, guys, where there's smoke, there's fire. Enough of this, uh, these people lie. Well, you're playersbeat.com. <laughs> Every player's beat. You're playersbeat.com. If you look right here in 2011. Or would it be your players beat women.com? Yeah. Well, it's your team cheats. Ah, uh, that's right. Your player beats. <laughs> it's such a joke, though, it is. They don't give a shit. With that being said, six and a half is a lot. It's a big spread. I'm going to take the Eagles still. I am also taking the Eagles. I was really, you really seemed like you were talking yourself into that one. No, <laughs> I, I was not too impressed watching Colt McCoy play Thanksgiving Day. All right, those are our week 13 picks, Joe Prano. That's basically it. That's the show. We got college football, the conference championships this week. Uh, I think we've said our pieces before. It's total bullshit. Ohio State, Oklahoma, all these teams jumped the polls. I mean, yeah, I don't get I don't get too worked. College sports isn't going to. The only thing that works me up about college sports is that the whole thing is a sham. Otherwise, I'm like, yeah, great. Yeah. I'm excited, though, and I, I talked about this on Dent Report. I have signed up for the L.A. Marathon. Really? I'm running. Wow. When is that? March 24th, the first weekend, actually, of March Madness. And I'm going to. So you're not going to Vegas this year? Probably not. <laughs> Seems like you're not since you're running the marathon here. It's a Sunday. I mean, I could go to Vegas for Thursday, Friday, but probably not good. Seems for like you. a bad plan for training for the marathon. How about this? My mom thinks I'm nuts. I'm going to toss this idea out to everybody. The marathon starts in downtown and it ends at the Santa Monica Pier, which is 2.4 miles away from where I live. What if I say, fuck that noise, I go Baker Mayfield, me against the world, and I keep running from the end of the marathon all the way back to the Smut Studio? I think that's stupid and proves nothing, and you should absolutely, 100%, unequivocally not do it. Why? Because why? Like, you've already proven you can run 26.2 miles. What's 28.4 miles? You know what I mean? What's 28.6? Just to, just to do it, fucking finish, get your medal. Bask in the glory of finishing the LA Marathon. Enjoy that you're you went full force gump. You finish at the fucking Santa Monica Pier. Go down to the end of the pier. Again, have yourself a Gatorade. Look out over the ocean. Enjoy what you accomplished. What are you doing? Two more miles. Cool. Now you're just weird. <laughs> <laughs> now, if you tell me you're gonna run back downtown, you're gonna double up. <laughs> you're gonna run against the grain. Now I'm like, all right, you're running people over on your way back. All right, fuck it. You just felt like running. Okay, you're going two more miles. Why? 
Run up, do you know? You want to run a super marathon? You want to do a hundred through the mountains? All right, now now we're fucking. Maybe just do the time that you're supposed to do fast as you can and enjoy it and be done. Well, I will say this much: Joe Prano, the voice of reason on this one. <laughs> I will take your recommendation and run with it. I mean, literally, yeah. yeah. But you know, like it's an accomplishment. To, I'll never run a marathon. I can assure you of that. And. uh it's an accomplishment when people fu- – you've already finished one. I mean – I don't even want to count that. Right. So, <laughs> so that's mean, what I'm saying. Like This one is for real. You know, if you have something left in the tank, leave it all out there on the field. You know? Get a, get a nice, strong last two miles in if you got some something left. See what, see what kind of fucking numbers you can put up. You're going to save a little in the tank so you can run home, and then people are like, this guy's lost. He doesn't know where the fuck the marathon is. Or I run. Then you got to what? Uber back to get your fucking metal and. Or the last two point four miles, dirt balls follow me, on a scooter, <laughs> and they film it. You should wear a GoPro on your head for sure. The passion didn't of didn't I try? Didn't I try to get you to do that last time? A GoPro on my head? You know how yeah. boring that would be. For like four hours. Well, not if you speed it up. Then to uh, one minute. One minute of the LA Marathon, <laughs> fast speed. It's great. Sounds awesome. Not a bad idea. See, I'm, I'm, I have nothing but good ideas. All right. Well, that is the show today, guys. We made it happen. Andy, I'm certain I'm going to beat you in this, this pick 'em this year. 11 games down, nothing can stop me. Me against the world. No one thinks I can do it. If you hear that and you think I actually think I'm going to win, congratulations. You're a Baker Mayfield fan. Got to get you a, a headband for that. Yeah. All right, guys, that's the show. Follow us at The Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. You can help out the show by dropping an iTunes review and send us screenshots of using our sponsors. And I have a lot of koozies to send out. So that's what's going on in my world. Uh, JoePrainer.com for shows. Tahoe, uh, Phoenix, Scottsdale. Uh, New York, New Jersey, all of them, JoePrano.com. Uh, check it out. Go there. Joe Prano on Instagram. Uh, if you're in the L.A. area, my last post on Instagram is about Jerry, the dog, who needs who needs adopting. So check that out. If you're in California and you want to adopt an adorable little Maltese that I don't really want to see go, but can't have two dogs. And uh, at Fix Your Life on Twitter, if you uh, disagree with some things I say on this show, you should tweet me directly and stop being a fucking pussy that hides in DMs. Soft-ass little bitch. Oh, shots fired. All right, guys. That's the show. I got to pick up the mayor. Thank you for supporting, as always. You guys are the best podcast listeners that have ever existed. And most importantly, don't forget, condoms are for pussies.